okay. Where's Nathan? Hello, Brendan. Uh, Mont- Montrose. What? What? Where's? Okay, where's my co-host? Oh, I I am your co-host now. You, okay. It, it you know it was fun for a lark last week. Like it was it was a good time. I'm not gonna lie. Hmm. Is is it was it's fun to you know Nathan behind a locked door. Like you got to do that every once in a while. It, it was quite the jape, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That almost sounds like a offensive term. No, no, no. It's it's like it's like a, something you do in jest. Uh, you, you know, some shenanigans you get up to. Ah, uh, the English language continues to elude me, as do calendars. But anyway, um, I digress. Nathan's Nathan's like everybody's expecting Nathan to be here. I mean, it's our main episode week. Oh, that's that's fine. Okay, you know what? I feel they'll be more uh, delightfully surprised and endeared to your podcast that I am co-hosting. Still, I I mean, Stephen Izzy are our guests today, and they're expecting Nathan to be here. Well, they won't be getting him. Hey, everybody, where's Nate yeah, Dog at? He's not here. <laughs> and as long as they've left that bastard oh. of a father of mine at home, everything will be fine. Oh, god damn it! I, I think you can hear him. Uh, Steve, did you let that damn monkey back in my house? Look, I, I can't keep him locked up in the basement. Just because that's cruel. They get rid of him. Hello, hello. Oh, are, you, are you talking to that bastard son of mine? Oh, you know what? It's you're only saying that because it's accurate because you weren't married. Exactly. And you're just a bastard in general. Yeah, that is also true. You know, How have you, you been, know, son? I've, Weather I've and whatnot? been fine. It's cold here in Canada, but warming up now. Mm, I know it's a chilly 62 degrees right now here in sunny California. No, 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 put on your muff, if you will. Oh, wait, Canada, that's like, I don't know, 500 degrees Celsius? I don't care. You're terrible with numbers as much Brendan is with calendars. Okay, Montrose, you also see, true. like, your your father's here, uh, Stephen is here expecting Nathan, so let, let's just, let's just get, let's just get Nathan. No, I, you know what, I feel now that this, this, uh, bit of a combative back and forth with father could actually add to your podcast. I'm, I'm sticking around. Yes, what movie from, uh, the BFI Top 100 are we discussing this evening? Oh, well, first of all, Montrose Jr., I think you got the wrong podcast. Uh, but, uh, all right, well, whatever, I guess, uh, let's, let's get cracking. Let's, let's watch, uh, 2019 after the fall of New York. No, thank you. I bid you good day. Good day, sir. More later. Steve, keep that goddamn monkey out of my living room. You know when I pick a movie That's when I'm under pressure now The question always comes back to me What will they think? Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back. Yes, hello. And you're welcome, Nathan, for saving your job this week. <laughs> well, you know what? I I feel that had Montrose watched this movie, he might have had some things to say that come about later on. More later on? Yes, more later on. Hmm. But we'll get to that. But, anyway... This is what were they thinking podcast, mm-hmm. 
and you are i'm nathan and i'm brendan and we have guests we have returning guests ladies and gentlemen this is gonna be a big surprise because you definitely didn't hear them <laughs> earlier about three minutes ago <laughs> steve and izzy of everything i learned from movies surprise, <laughs> surprise motherfucker <laughs> So uh, I just want to clarify: Are Montrose and Mon- are Montrose the Third and Montrose Junior apes or monkeys? Because this is only blackface for apes, not blackface for monkeys. Well, they're they're chimps, and, I, and oh, so they yes, are apes. apes. Yeah. Chimps are yeah, mm-hmm. apes. Yeah, then this movie's wildly offensive, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's even the thing where like, even if you're a like a like a monkey and they do something against an ape i think you kind of have that like empathy for them it's a solidarity thing yeah yeah mm. are you sure or do they have like a like a blood feud between them you know like i am a capulet and i saw an anti montague film and i don't care exactly <laughs> remember that part in romeo and juliet yeah. oh i thought you were talking about west side story well same thing yeah <laughs> But uh, we're not talking about Romeo and Juliet. We are not. We're not talking about West Side Story. (laughs) Damn it. We're talking about a tale as old as time. Or as new as this year. We've got it to Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Of course, uh, 2019, after the fall of New York, the sequel to 2016, hey, New York doesn't look so good, and the prequel (laughs) to 2024, hey, you remember when New York fell? Uh Uh-oh, Tennessee's not feeling too well either. (laughs) <laughs> what an incredibly long elaborate title <laughs> How, where do I download these movies <laughs> I feel like the title is a spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> the spoiler is it happened in Missouri <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a Shyamalamian Nananian twist not unlike this one where New York <gasps> was in Italy <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about sir also spoiler alert <laughs> Also, the Nevada desert, actually southern Utah. <laughs> also, I just want you guys to know that, like, I don't actually know if it took place in Italy because New York is actually a miniature, if I've learned anything from this movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was well, expecting Gamera to show up and start wrecking up the place. I do want to say that before this movie gets cracking, uh, there, there are, there's no info on budget or production or anything. So let's start talking about the movie. All right. All right. <laughs> because we begin in a blue fog <laughs> with a, with a man water. playing a trumpet. Yeah. Zombie jazz man. He somehow is playing synthesizer music out of his trumpet. So I want to know how this guy plays. <laughs> my favorite credit, my favorite credit in this movie as it opens, original music by Oliver Onions. Sounds like a (laughs) shitty kids show character. (laughs) Hey kids, it's Oliver Onions. (laughs) Or like, or how you describe it when someone steals your wife's onions. (laughs) You're being a real Oliver (laughs) Onions right now. What what happened? Did they did they did they take the onions? Yes, Oliver Onions. (laughs) Oh. I'm just going to say this, just to give people context, because I knew, like, right off the bat, I'm just going to say, people are not going to believe what we're talking about here today, folks. Um, But I assure you, everything in this movie we describe happened in this movie. We're we're not going to use hyperbole on this. (laughs) No, we we don't need to. A disservice or a favor, depending on what you're into, 
and check it out for free on the YouTubes. And I do have a few clips throughout just to prove our point. Delightful. <laughs> so, uh, so at first, the first thing that really got me is that the narrator came on and I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> because it wasn't like a subtle transition. <laughs> 20 years have passed since the nuclear war. And we have this race of people known as the Urax, which is a blend of European, Asian, and African culture. Yep. I can tell you right now, based on the actors in this film, I know which race dominated. Yeah, a lot more <laughs> your in that whole thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> but Earth is basically a nuclear wasteland and devoid of anyone that can reproduce. By the way, I, I see you, Alfonso Cuaron, children of men. I know where you got your plot you from. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, when they did that, I was like, I gotta see. I know the movie came out in the 2000s, but maybe the book was written in, like, the 60s or something. Nope. No? Nope. 1992. Oh, shit. I hope he's a secret fan of this movie. <laughs> He's like, no one will ever know. No one's going to fucking see this. They gave me my first gig. I was one of the eight people. Oh, wait. Spoilers. (laughs) Joke's on you, Alfonso. Yeah. Spoiler alert. The Planet of the Apes masks got around in the 80s. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I like when they zoom past the, uh, or they took a shot of the Statue of Liberty. It reminded me of the Statue of Liberty they used to use for the opening for Weekend Update. Back in the <laughs> just, Dennis Miller just, years. Just as realistic. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think when the Weekend Update uh, opened, I think I believed more that that was the actual statue. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, seriously though, the miniature work on point. I, love I, I loved it so much. It was Yeah, the models I, I, were pretty sweet. I kept having the uh in the not too distant future. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I think great. Izzy will be delighted to know that the horses are perfectly fine. Yeah, the okay. horses did oh, great. Yeah. By the way, apparently horses can reproduce just fine. Yep. Uh, So the Uraks are basically these, uh, well, they they employ hunters, and they are hunters themselves, and they're basically exterminating all the locals and finding people who they think are of sound body to do tests on so they can repopulate the the human race. Right. so one of those hunters looks like he just got back from a like a gay nightclub. <laughs> Another one gonna... looked like Ogre from the Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I think the sound effects are done by the Morning Zoo crew. Pew bing brown. Another hunter is dressed like he just he just got done uh, at Disney World, like a tourist. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But anyway, they, they massacre a bunch of people in this town. They're mutants, and you know how they're mutants? Because they have radiation burn makeup glued to their face. Yeah, yeah it's very realistic. Super well, duper realistic. I, if, any, if you n- learned anything from a good genocide, you have to get rid of the ugly ones first. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it's this, nice that... Um, Gasoline is not in any sort of shortage whatsoever in the apocalypse. Oh yeah, duh! Because gasoline cars, comes from dead things. Yeah, there's cars all over the place. Dudes have flamethrowers. Yeah. Also, Izzy, Izzy, you never fail to astound me. <laughs> <laughs> 
what with my logic? <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, let's call it that. <laughs> my lady but, logic. <laughs> hashtag lady logic. Hashtag lady logic. <laughs> I am offending the entire female race right now. <laughs> <laughs> At the very same time in the Nevada desert, and we know that it's the same time because the credit says Nevada desert, same day. <laughs> as if we assumed it would be four months into the future i don't know anyway there's a there's a death race 2000 i mean uh no nothing like that it's just oh. a race yeah um and it's uh so mad max i mean no nothing like that it's no, just it's a race in the future no oh, no yeah. no oh, nothing like that, that. <laughs> no Oh my god, the amount of things that managed to get ripped off in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the flying so this... cars from Blade Runner were in the uh, miniatures. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so this race is an editing nightmare. <laughs> oh yeah, and also uh, our hero, not Snake Plissken. Uh, Let's call him Worm. Worm. <laughs> worm what, what, was, what was his name? Yeah, like Worm Pants or something. Percival, that's it, yeah. Yeah. God. What a great name for your main character. <laughs> worm Plotkins, a way better name. Worm, <laughs> worm Plotkins, that's the name. Yep. Boom, and, uh, done. Just because, you know, it's, it's the Nevada desert in America, it was awesome that he had a right-hand drive car. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait, you know, they what? have in Italy... <laughs> but they all have uh, they all have their different style helmets. They're all racing. Only uh, two of those helmets are effective. Yeah, one's a helmet. <laughs> then somebody else is wearing like a headband or something. Yeah. But uh, Worm Plotskin ends up winning the race because he murders everyone. Right, because <laughs> the car joust just stops and devolves into a fist fight. Yep, and we learned that the uh, humans are made out of tomato sauce. In Italy. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes sense. That's... That makes sense. Spaghetti. Uh, let's go. <laughs> I gotta cut you and then put it into my noodles. Right. <laughs> That's a spicy arabata sauce. Oh. If anybody is listening to uh, from Italy right now, uh, you're welcome. We're pretty accurate. <laughs> Canadians are great at impersonations. Buongiorno, principessa. I'm I'm of Italian lineage, so it's perfectly acceptable. Ha! <laughs> Take that. Take that, Sicily. Some of my best friends are Italians. <laughs> Grazie. It, what? I, I mean I mean I'm I'm I assumed Izzy, you and Nathan were friends. I didn't know I didn't know it was that close. Best friends, yeah. Well, I mean, you know how you and Steve stay up late texting each or uh, messaging each other on Twitter? What do you think Nathan and I are doing? We're not just sitting oh. on the other side of the bed, twiddling our thumbs. Wait a second. Nathan <laughs> and I don't share a bed. Are you sure? Um, not for quite some time. That's not, not what our messages say. It's been a while. <laughs> Guys, we didn't want to announce it on the podcast. Cheating bastard. Uh, anyway, I can't help it if Mariah has a better penis than you. <laughs> I was talking about Jason. Oh. Well, I mean, his is okay. <laughs> We, I, I offered you a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory style bed setup, but you were too good for that, so I don't know what to tell you. So what does Worm Plotskin win by winning this race? Well, why don't we take a listen 
because he goes in to see the most horrifying creature ever devised. <laughs> it's right. a clown, so fuck everything. And it's got a giant eyeball on its head, and it talks like this. So, now, guys, li- listeners, listen up. If you can't understand what's going on, don't worry, we'll explain it in a minute. I couldn't <laughs> understand what was going on. Here we go. Here's your winning file card. He won the right to kill someone and a whore. They specifically point out a hermaphrodite slave. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense because I was like, uh, so how long has this guy, how long has this chick been a chick? Because it's not long. (laughs) I had questions, but I was like, do I want to bring that up? And then I heard him say hermaphrodite and I'm like, hey, it's fair game now. (laughs) (laughs) Any port in a storm. (laughs) It's the apocalypse. I mean, come on. Nobody's breeding anyway. But, like, yeah, he wins this uh, slave. And the best is, like, she's clearly... She's one of the most obviously dubbed people in this movie. Because everyone's oh, dubbed. But she's one of the most obvious ones. And when she does the thing where she's, like, uh, she blows him a kiss, literally her noise is like, Mwah. <laughs> but, yeah, fuck that eyeball clown. Why is there an eyeball clown? I don't know. There doesn't need to be. Sure doesn't. Feel, don't I feel you had to stop the movie at that point and just like take a walk for a second, didn't you? I I I'm not gonna lie, I paused it for a moment to question my choices in life. <laughs> and the only uh, reason you came back was like, well, obviously I can't walk, so I can't leave the Nevada desert, so I can't go to New York later. Alright. That's yeah. all I'm gonna have to see of this thing. If that clown ended up being the main character, Nathan, <laughs> we would have chosen a different movie. It is me, the king of the life and happiness. And by the way, I cut out a few of the long life and happinesses in that clip, so you're welcome. (laughs) It goes on. Like a lot of things in this movie, they get they go on much longer than they need to be. You gotta make it an hour and a half. I mean, come on, it's gotta be feature length. That that Mad Max Death Race two thousand car jousting scene went on forever sure did i honestly rewound it because i was like oh it's i was looking down because i got so bored during it i was like did anything happen during it nope okay cool moving on (laughs) uh so you know percival takes his uh his love slave and they come across some people who apparently have died drinking radioactive water so he like mercy kills them yes and says, hey, do you know how to ride a horse? And she's like, yes, of course I do, master. <laughs> and uh, so it's Natasha Badenov? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I'm not exaggerating. That's her voice, guys. <laughs> so he's like, okay, take this horse and you're free. And I was confused because he gives her, like, coins or something. Does he make her, like, a legal murderer? Yeah, he gives her a license no. to kill, which gives her the right to all their stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ba- basically, the coins are like get out of jail free cards or something, where it's like, oh yeah, I can kill these people and it's okay. And now I get rights to all their stuff, but he gave it to her, so then she could start a life on her own. I don't know, whoring about what, what, whatever she was going to do with a couple horses and radioactive. A horrid water. Central Park, my favorite Don Bluth movie. <laughs> <laughs> Then we smash cut to what is absolutely 100% Alaska. And more (laughs) apparently, Deep 13 is under Alaska. (laughs) Best set ever. My God. It reminded me so much of the, like, the Snow Beast Slayer in the old, like, Rudolph uh, (laughs) claymation cartoon. The Bumble! Or, like, the Land of Misfit Toys. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been a great cameo. <laughs> Who wants a Charlie in a box? Uh, yeah, so he's captured by these Alaskan scientist dudes and be- brought to uh, the president of something. I'm not sure what, of what. Of the the new North American Federation? Like the Republic or something? The, he's well, really... the, I, I believe Confederacy was part of it, if I remember correctly. Confederacy. <laughs> Confederacy. What, wait, no, what, what, wasn't this here? What, wasn't North it? American Confederacy? Yeah, I thought it was something like, because um, I was like, oh, the South has risen up to Alaska. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, he's the rebel leader. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it's kind of like in Star Wars. Wait, no, no, no. What am I talking? No, no, it's nothing like that. I'm sorry, What? No, no, not Star Wars. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, that's no. why I said rebel leader. I mean, come on. It's nothing yeah. like Star Wars. Nothing like Star Wars. Checking in. Does <laughs> one of the dub voices say robot? Yes. Okay, I wanted to make no. sure I got that, heard that right. Now, now gentlemen. That happens a lot, uh, pre, I don't know, 1985, when they were like Terminator Killer Robots. But, like, we're, we've been watching The Twilight Zone from, yeah. like, the 50s and early 60s. Rod Serling they say robots all the time. calls them robots. <laughs> robots. <laughs> but this is where the uh, Escape from New York slash Children of Men future knockoff kicks in. Because <laughs> we find out what Worm Plotkin's going to be doing. Right. He has to go find... There is one woman in New York who is fertile. With 500 eggs. Yeah, because you know what? I'm going to say this. They uh, The quote in the movie, they say something along the lines of, no, she has 500 eggs so she can make 500 babies. Yeah. 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 I, I, I was confused there for a sec, too. Like, is she the chick from Species? What are we talking about here? No, no but it's true. If you, like, women are born with all of their eggs. Well, well yeah. Right? Yeah. Women are born with all of the eggs they're ever going to have. Yeah. No, no, Izzy, his name is Oliver Onions. <laughs> Oliver Onions. Oh, yeah, so we have Oliver Onions. Right, you have all your onions <laughs> that you're ever going to have. <laughs> but yeah, Alaska's making a comeback, baby, because they're going to find that fertile woman and with repopulate... Oliver Onions. Oliver Onions. <laughs> yep. Her name well, is that's Oliver why, Onions. You know, they're, they're clearly onions. That's why chicks cry on the periods, because it's the oh. onions, right? Oh, what the That's thing. why the little babies smell so bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then Izzy murdered them all. <laughs> oh. oh. She was PMSing, but that was beside the point. And then she ripped <laughs> off all of their onions. <laughs> all of their onions. <laughs> then she had all Ouch. of her onions. <laughs> 
That's my favorite uh, meme from the '90s. All of all of our onions are belong to us. <laughs> <laughs> so we we get the Devo guards. <laughs> oh, also by the way, I think the whoever made Hell comes to Frogtown watched this movie. Yeah. Why do you say that? Because Rod, that's the one where Roddy Piper has to has to fuck all the girls to make babies. Because he's the oh. only fertile male. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so so it's a reverse. Hell comes to Frogtown. Right. Okay. Heck comes to Toad City. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that would make... No, it comes to the Mushroom Kingdom because of Mario and Italians. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> there was definitely a Mushroom Kingdom before this movie was made. Let's just say that. <laughs> and it was, Unfortunately, and it, was it was burned in the Great Smokeout of 1989. <laughs> the Great Italian Mushroom Smokeout of 1989. Yeah. <laughs> no. What is they, going they on? go from being in Alaska to somewhere that is not Alaska, and they get there in no time flat. We we should note that um, on this mission, uh, Worm Plotskin gets two assistants, one of which uh, I thought was F. Murray Abraham, <laughs> yeah, and the other one, the other one, a little bit more obscure, but I don't know if have any of you guys ever watched the show Soap. Nope. Yes. Nope. From okay, he looks like Bert from Soap. <laughs> okay. Just trust me. Google it. It is him. Right. I don't care what the credits say. It's him. All right. And and I know the one guy's name was Ratchet. Was the other guy's name Clank? Yes. No. But yeah. we find out that later Ratchet is Clank. <gasps> Spoilers, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but we do get a uh, gorgeous matte painting of New York uh, <laughs> on the horizon, and uh, you know they have to go through the sewer and shit. They run into uh, Jazzman Crothers playing his synthesizer trumpet. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Like we never see him again. Like He's that was that opening and that scene. At one point, somebody almost drank the sewer water. Mm. Mm. Like he like he like put in his mouth right almost right up to the stream. It was uh, one of the two guards that were with him, not the robot, but the <laughs> other one. <laughs> just like, giving it a sniff, uh, like uh, that. This means yeah. the buffalo were nearby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So our heroes have another one of those endless fight scenes uh, amongst a bunch of buses. I think. Oh yeah. my. God. The and, <laughs> yeah, and and uh, F. Murray Abraham has like a hook thing on his hand, like he, he's missing a hand, so he has like a grappling thing. Yes. And uh, Bert from Soap has uh, has like these little like steel balls. I don't know what quite what they do. Oh my god! Does anybody know? Because he threw them and they did a different thing every time. Yeah, like sometimes it would like hit him in the throat or something, and it would like stick for like half a second, and then the person would just be dead. Other times he's using it like a whip or like a bola or something, it's, and like yep. hanging them by their necks. And other times I don't know they cause their uh, hearts to explode like nanobots or something. It, it was weird. Yeah, a, uh, another movie that stole from this, then G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra. <laughs> um, so they make their way through the sewer again after this fight. They get a bowl of shit dumped no, on their face. Before that, somebody uh-huh. uh, is in a fight with F. Murray Abraham, and how does he finish the guy off? 
with that classic wrestling move, the claw, the claw. <laughs> You're afraid of the claw. <laughs> um, that's yeah. our wrestling reference. There we go. And it's also kind of a liar, liar reference, double reference. There you go. Yes, uh, they get ship bombed by the seven dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and like as soon as they like start walking back down the sewer, perfectly clean. I thought that was <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty nice of him. Also, I'm going to say this, and I heard, I'm sure this was difficult for Izzy, but Izzy, I feel like this <laughs> oh, Italian yes. movie made in 1983 on a low budget. I think they killed some rats. I don't think this passes. They know animals harmed. It certainly does the not. Ratty muffins with their little wiggly noses and their little no no no. Whiskers. It's okay. It's okay because of rats, they are no animals. No. They are a vermin. They are like vegetable and mineral. You Italian bastard. No 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 no. They're, Go uh, to hell. We, we, we can't even make up the soup with her. No, no, they, 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 they don't make a good soup. Even with the sauce. Steve Atini makes a good point. <laughs> Grazie. Stef- Stefano. A ciao. Um, no, they're like all the close-ups. All the, cl- all the close-ups of rats dying is, like, obviously fake, but, like, when they're walking through and just stabbing randomly at the rats, I feel like some of them definitely died. Oh, yeah. I know, there's definitely, there was definitely one scene where there was a rat running and they stabbed it through the back. Yeah. 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 What they, somebody put a rat in her boobs. Yep, like, save for later. For later, yeah. yeah. She said, thank you, more later. Right. They're delicious. I, I have volunteer for that job. Patty could not even look at the TV during the rat deluge. <laughs> well, I mean, let, let's let's talk about this scene. So they're they're going through the, these people killing the rats uh, are led by uh, Fu Manchu and these like mutated sewer folk, and uh, they they see what they think is a little boy, and <laughs> this happens. Boy, he's not a little boy. He's one of the tiny people. He should be killed. Tell their bad luck. Let's slice the dirty little bastard in two. It's not his fault, he isn't a child. <laughs> it's not his fault. Uh, so they're they're basically uh, they go to re- they go to help that little guy escape, uh, but they all get they all get captured by this gang of whatever they are, and um, they have a woman with them, a blonde lady, yeah. who, who who looks better than anyone else in the movie, <laughs> <laughs> like better than anyone should in this world, and uh, they I guess they they play a game where whoever kills the most rats gets to. Um, Sorry to use the term here, folks, but uh, rape her? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, rape a woman of their choice. Yeah, a woman of their choice. And I I feel like the blonde always gets chosen. Yeah, I feel like 110% of the time she's chosen. Because, <laughs> I mean, what are your options in that, in that gang there? It's fair. But yeah, she unfortunately uh, gets taken off. And this is when the Uraks show up and wipe that those people the fuck out. No. Yeah, they do. They, they were set up almost like a, a fake court. There was like a head knight. Or is that with, with the Eurax? Because my notes are all over the place. Uh... Someone is described as a head knight. The oh, only I think reason... that's the, the Burax? 
Okay. Yeah. The only reason why I mention it is because, like everybody else in the movie, heavily dubbed. But it what? sounded like he was dubbed by the guy who did the voice for the Hercules cartoons back in the 60s. Jesus, Hercules. that's a deep cut. You know who I'm talking about, though, right? Nope. Newton no idea. And Daedalus. I am Hercules. Hey, Herc tamed him. Herc tamed him. You guys never seen any of that? No. Hercules. Nope. Oh my god, he like Hercules had a ring that he kept in his belt. I am Hercules. I mean, why naturally. would you keep a ring on your belt? You know what? what? Okay, well everybody who's listening in has no idea what I'm talking about. I Which am is not everyone. an insane person. <laughs> Look up the Mighty Hercules on YouTube. Mm. You'll have a great time. Okay. And then watch Hercules in New York so you can understand why Izzy keeps saying, I am Hercules. I am Hercules. <laughs> I have still said it less in this time period than Schwarzenegger says it in the same amount of time in the movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, Okay, so these guys, the Uraks come in, wipe everyone out, and then they're like, well, wait. Oh, by the way, Bert uh, ducks out. Like, he manages to escape during this. And the Uraks are like, well, you know, Parsifal and... F. Murray Abraham don't look in such bad shape, and I said, I beg to differ, but they <laughs> said, we're going to take them, and we're going to take the blonde lady alive. And I feel like what a lot of the establishing shots for the Eurax place, and also that bus fight from earlier, were just recycled locales from Warrior of the Lost World. Oh, I thought you were going to say they were flawless, and there's nothing we need to say about them. Oh, I was not going to say anything like that at all. Okay. That's exactly what you were going to say. You're just trying to cover up it up now so you think we all think you're cool. <laughs> and you say now that you're saying that the guy looks like F. Murray Abraham and I felt that actually he the guy looked more like Kevin Pollock. <laughs> well, let's let's mix them up. Okay. F. Murray Pollock. F. Murray Pollock. <laughs> he also kind of looks like a guy you would expect to see in like a Russian art film. Yes. <laughs> the leader of the Urax looks like a bald Jason Siegel. So yes. you get to see a bald Jason Siegel have a tete-a-tete with F. Murray Pollock. So F. Murray Abraham has this long conversation with uh, whatever he is. Bald the bald Jason dude. Siegel. Yeah. And he's talking about like how he wants to unite everyone's art together or something. It's bullshit. Nobody cares. Yeah. But... But uh, the best part of this is that he asks uh, F. Murray Pollock, sorry. He asks uh, him, why are you in New York? And he says, I'll tell you, to dig out the wor- dig out the eyes of a worm! Yeah. He gouges his eyes out. He gouges his fucking eyes out. Most realistic, uh, not definitely not using a dummy moment ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we didn't mention that Ratchet has a mechanical hand. Uh, yeah. no, no, uh, we you're, you're thinking of the guy. F. Oh, okay. F. Murray Pollock. F. Murray Pollock has yeah. the hand. A.K.A. Yeah. Bronx. Clank. His name is fucking Bronx. Clank? I feel he gave himself that nickname. Yep, he's like, I know all about New York. You can call me Bronx. Pizza. Pizza pie. Gangsters. Broadway. <laughs> I knew everything. You know, Charles Bronxon. That's a thing, right? <laughs> Movie theaters, Iron Man, everything. You're Saturday Night Fever, hey! <laughs> Live from New York, it's my movie! 
So, yeah, evil dude is... We think he's dead, but he's not dead. His eyes are just taken out. But um, uh, a real missed opportunity here because F. Murray Pollock has put on this, like, quartering machine. And I was like, I really want to see him get quartered. Right. (laughs) I wanted Uh, to see, like, plush arms being torn off and still dangling or being shook or something with strings. It'd been awesome. It was like... It was like the rack from, like, an 80s techno music video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would have been so good. But, alas, it does not happen. But the um, uh, Percival, or, uh, sorry, not Percival. Worm pl- plot- Plotskin? Worm Plotskin. Worm Plotskin. Um, lies to... Well, actually, I didn't know that he was lying at first. I thought he actually thought the blonde lady was the fertile woman he was looking for. Mm-hmm. And he's like... Yeah, this girl's tote, totes fertile, so don't kill her. And they're like, all right, we'll do some experiments. And they find out that she's not. But they manage to escape and rescue uh, rescue F. Murray Pollock. Which is all for naught because F. Murray Pollock sacrifices himself. For what reason? I don't know. <laughs> so we could scream bastard like 18 bastard! times? Oh my god, bastard! yes. <laughs> Oh no, the best screaming of Bastard comes later. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I'm sure he was inspired somehow by the ghost of F. Murray Pollock. And... Bastard! You notice that one of, the, uh, one of the lab techs who ran the fertility test looked like Jeff Foxworthy? <laughs> Mustache and everything. If you scan a woman to see if she's fertile, you might be a Yurak. <laughs> If you're whiter than Tom Petty, you might be a Yurak. <laughs> if you're constantly at war with Alaska, you might be a Yurak. <laughs> so, as soon as they called them Yuraks, uh, did anybody else's instant uh, thought be, oh, like a Yurakinary infection? <laughs> <laughs> I did think, I did think piss, so not far off. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Izzy's got uh, urinary infections on the mind. Apparently. Well, no, that's why Steve calls her a cutie. You know, for the chronic urinary tract infection. Oh, my God. Thank no. you, Caroline Ray. Too soon. Hashtag too soon. I didn't know Canadians were so mean. Why can't they be open and loving like us Americans? Right? So accepting people who are different. So accepting of all your acts. Hey, you know what? I would at least have the decency not to punch someone on the mass rail. I'm just gonna <laughs> say that. I haven't done that yet, but I'm no. But close people to have it. done it to you. It's true. I I keep we keep our hands to ourselves when we take uh, public transit. He's just too emotional, damn it! Izzy, I would have walked about, I would have walked past you and said a good day to you. <laughs> You're a liar. You would have walked past me and gone sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. More later. Oh, oh, sorry, eh? Uh, did you get your seat there? Oh, I'm oh, sorry uh, to do that. Yeah. Eh? Oh, ex- excuse me, there, Miss uh, Miss uh, Lady. There. <laughs> That's your last name, right, Lady? Yeah, yeah. I'm Izzy Lady, okay. and Steve is okay. Steve Lady. <laughs> Steve Lady. <laughs> Everything I learned lady. from ladies. Okay, <laughs> we need to go back to this movie, guys. We do. We do. <laughs> So, uh, Murray Pollock sacrifices himself. Says bastards a million times. Yeah, this is one of those movie things, too, where a character sacrifices themselves, but it does nothing. Like, because, like, mm-hmm. the other guys, Percival, uh, oh my god. Worm Plotskin. Worm Plotskin. 
and Blonde Lady <laughs> literally get captured immediately after that. So <laughs> it did nothing. But thankfully, Bert is back and he throws his steel ball things at everyone and they manage to escape. Yeah. Oh, we and... didn't even mention that Worm Plotskin made out with the evil woman villain for some reason. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure she made out with him. Well, yeah, but what what was... What, what what I don't even know what her name was. <laughs> uh, Evelyn. Yeah. Okay. Evelyn. Yeah, you made out with Evelyn straight from Eternia. I think this <laughs> is another one of those cases where uh, he's supposed to be completely irresistible to like anyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Men want to do him. Women want to be him. You know that sort of thing. <laughs> he is he is doing a Kurt Russell character with the charisma of Kurt Russell's pet iguana. He so Kurt Russell does a John Wayne impression, and then this guy is doing a Kurt Russell doing a John Wayne impression. So he looks kind of like he looks like he's kind of doing a Rambo too. Yeah. A Rambo. Well, the headband's like got to hold the wig on. So. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's not his natural hair. My guess would be no. <laughs> what? The people yeah. who are supposed to be hunting them down, they're, like, supposed to be the elite squad of the Urax, right? <laughs> they are not. <laughs> they're the worst elite squad of anything. Yep. They're, they, they they went to the Stormtrooper school of shooting. Oh, yeah. And apparently the silencers randomly take effect on their guns because the foley <laughs> in this fight is way off. So, thankfully, as they're running away, they run into the little dude from earlier. Right, the, the little people underground. Yeah, his underground Willow community, as Izzy said. Um, <laughs> I gotta say, this is what, what this is also really good, because he asks the little guy what his name is. This is my favorite clip. Hold on. What's your name? Shorty, what else? <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously, my name is Shorty. Shorty. I'm a little guy. What else would what I else call would it myself? Be? I don't know. Everybody would be called Shorty then, right? Yeah. No. You. You guys. You guys cut it off too soon. He says, "Shorty, what else?" With all of us are named Shorty, it saves. Uh, it saves so that when somebody dies, we just use the same headstones. <laughs> I think that's in the uh, Izzy Lady version of the script. Uh, <laughs> no, it was in the director's cut. If you bothered to look for it, <laughs> the American the dimension. Cut. Oh no, not again! <laughs> and then there was the pool scene. <laughs> no. And Wait, were there witch? Were there witches in yours? Uh... <laughs> I think it's great because uh, Steve's comment feeds right into mine. That means everybody in the sewer shire is named Shorty. Yeah. <laughs> Sup, Shouty? Yo, I see you, J.R. Tolkien. <laughs> you hack. <laughs> I know you have a time machine. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's also a few lines that when they're, uh, when they're dubbed, um, they didn't bother trying to make them make sense. Because one of the lines is... Uh, one of the lines is Shorty says, I'm rooting for you to bring this mission off. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. She yeah, the blonde says that and I was like, wait, she's gonna get them all off? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, bring this mission off, I don't think is anything. Pull, I think pull this mission off would have made sense. That's what it Yeah. (laughs) Pull, bring, I mean tomato, potato. Translation. And this is this is where we find out well, everybody kind of finds out that Ratchet is Clank. Uh, uh, do we though? Well uh, okay. So that's apparently a big reveal towards the end of the movie that he's a cyborg. 
Um, I figured from the beginning he was a cyborg because, let's face it, the other guy who was his buddy, F. Marie Pollock, he had a robot fucking hand. Yeah. See, I didn't (laughs) figure it because I didn't know what was going on most of the time. I assumed like almost everybody that wasn't super radioactive and or dead was a cyborg. Yeah. Also, let me just say right now, I feel like this if cyborgs were a real like thing right now, I feel like they this movie is racist towards cyborgs. Oh, they are. They're <laughs> because, because the North American Confederacy uh, oh, Alliance whatever rebellion, shit. uh they don't, they got rid of all their cyborgs. They don't believe in cyborgs anymore. They they yeah. cleansed their cyborg. Oh, oh my, oh my god. god! I believe it was part of the emancipation program. Uh, you know what? We're, we're not going to get into details. Yeah, it was. No, Steve it was we were watching ethnic- this, and we were like, "What if the rebels are the bad guys? We're yeah, the Uraks are the oh. good guys, and we're just seeing it from a very small point of view." I was waiting for that to be the M Night Shyamalan <laughs> twist. Like, no, we're actually just trying to save the world and like make future generations of people. We just, you know. The, the radiation and the crazy people killing everybody, that that's what needs to be stopped. We need to get rid of the radiation and the cannibals. <laughs> I'm glad we figured it out. <laughs> so, uh, so after these... Uh, the, so they're in the cave, they're hanging out with all the willows, and uh, suddenly the Urax have this like shrill noise. Like, show up with their murder sign. Yeah, guess what? It's straight out of Howling 2. Yep. Mm-hmm. By the way, so they're supposed they're supposed to capture the girl alive, right? But they're sending down this ear splitting noise that fries everybody's brains. So they're gonna kill the girl, right? Well, I think they're trying to lure them out. But it I just think. murders all the little people. They don't have any place to go. Oh yeah, it is a genocide. <laughs> oh, they murdered but... the sewer willows. Here's my thing, though. Um... Not only is this was this also in Howling too, but it also happened to a dwarf. Howling. Yeah. No, not that song. <laughs> Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee was like, "I've got a great idea. I saw this movie called 2019 After the Fall of New York, <laughs> and it worked wonders." Where's Joe Dante? <laughs> he was just Christopher Lee just showed up on set of Howling Two drunk, asking where Joe Dante was over and over again. He's uh he's not feeling too good today. He'll be in tomorrow. Yeah. Where's Joey? I always talk to Joey. So, how do our uh, newly discovered villains save themselves? They put wax in their ears, just like Howling Two. <laughs> Where were they pulling the... Were they pulling the wax off the wall? Is this a wax mine? No, because the, the wall is made out of wax. Or was, yeah, it, was like, like, it was like rocks at like the base of like the fireplace or something, and I'm like, covered in wax, is that going yeah. to burn Because we, we thought it was clay. I thought they yeah, yeah, we thought figured it was like clay or something. Ears. Yeah. I thought yeah. they were, yeah, like just cramming dirt in their ears. Uh, no, but they do manage to escape, and they come across a room with uh, dolls and music playing, and <laughs> Bert says, 
Bert says, and I quote, by the way, this is like a good almost hour into the movie. He says, be careful. There's something weird about this. Oh, oh, okay. This is the <laughs> weird thing. Everything up to this point has been hunky-dory, but this is where Bert draws the line. In the apocalypse, right? I mean, there's a certain baseline for weird yeah. that is actually the norm. Uh, so they, of course, they approach the doll and the music, and a giant net falls on everyone. No, not a net, the one weakness. If I learned anything from Planet of the Apes, it's that nets are impenetrable. A fucking thing comes out of nowhere and starts, like, cackling, and the Uraks show up and blow its face off. Yeah! From the wrong side. So this was a circus, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think Nathan said to me, before we were recording that it, he said it was like a community theater to him. <laughs> it, well, yeah, it looked like just for some reason they were in like the backstage area of a community theater complete with knockoff costumes with the, from the Pirates of Penzance. Just bright, bright colors. Absolutely the opposite of everything else you're seeing in the movie. Well, see, that's why we thought it was like a circus because it was like, you know, the, the tents were like, I don't know, holding the rocks back or something, and all the little people, and then the little gymnast guy coming out that gets his face blown off. <laughs> and guys, is that special guest star George Eastman as Big Ape? Yeah, oh right. <laughs> um, Big Ape. Uh, played by George Eastman, who, by the way, at first I thought this was like a super racist thing where they were wearing like really shitty blackface. Nope. And no. I was like, oh no. Nope, they're the <laughs> eight people. Oh, and and uh, they look like werewolves, like to me, like mid transition werewolves Howling or something. To and that's why I was immediately Howling started thinking that. Too. And then the next scene when people have the Planet of the Apes <laughs> faces on and stuff, it's like. Oh my god, Howling 2. Yeah. We're talking my about... Note, my note for this scene was, just look at this scene. Look at it! Um, Big Ape, by the way, we were talking about John Wayne earlier. Big Ape, to me, sounds like he's also kind of trying to do a John Wayne. Oh yeah. yeah. Or like or like a Charles Bronson or something. But let's... Uh, Let's take a real quick listen here to Big Ape because he he also has a pretty great uh, a pretty great line here. So they tell him what the, he he uh, he helps them kill off the Urax. So he's not like a total bad guy, but he's not a good guy. <laughs> and they, they tell him like we're looking for the one fertile woman in New York. And this exchange takes place. <laughs> They've been combing the city for you guys like it was bunches of bananas. Why? Because we're from the New Confederacy. And they want to find it. Uh -huh. There is no confederacy. No more, nowhere. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong? So what are you doing in town? The president sent us. He says there's a woman around here who can make babies. We're here to find her and take her back. Make babies? I can make babies. There's two of us that are still uncontaminated, too. I'll make babies. I got potency. The new confederacy. <laughs> there. Cry my penis from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> uh. 
Yeah, so he mentions there was two of them that were untainted. Yeah, so I think that's the he's referring to the woman is untainted and he's untainted. Oh, okay. And him. Okay, okay, because I thought he meant like him and like another dude, and it's like, uh, but but, because he goes on to say like there's two of us, we can make babies. It's the women that can't. Can can we mention that? Some of these monkey pirates are only just kind of hairy, and some of them have full-on monkey masks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so that, like I said, they straight up ripped off all the Planet of the Apes stuff. You only do the full ape makeup for the ones who are going to be in the foreground. Except for they just kind of grabbed stuff and ran, and they were like, oh shit, we need everybody to be in the foreground. <laughs> because we're just using the setup from Baron, the Baron Munchausen Theater. <laughs> Here's what happened, Izzy lady. Um... <laughs> <laughs> what happened is on the set of Howling Two, remember they tried to order those uh, those werewolf masks, and they got mm. the monkey masks instead. Yep. They accidentally send them the masks that were going to this production. Oh, <laughs> all right, that makes sense. Just got yeah. the ships shipments mixed it's up. Just a, a logistical nightmare. <laughs> the, this movie is connected to so many movies we've done. <laughs> <laughs> this might be our holy grail, guys. <laughs> So one of the monkeys wants to get freaky with the blonde lady, and uh, there was another missed opportunity here because um, uh, Worm Plotskin says, take your damn hands off her. Why didn't he say, you damn dirty ape? Copyright. (laughs) Didn't want to get sued. Or he's like, you darn (laughs) unclean monkey. (laughs) Yeah, this this was the part they're like, guys, we might get sued. This is pretty spot on. Tone it down. Tone it down. Okay, guys, we don't want to rip anything off. Let's... (laughs) Let's be careful. Let's be careful. Italian copyright laws ain't like they used to be. Yeah. Just like that old just like the old gray mare. <laughs> that that troll too really messed it up for all of us. <laughs> God damn you! What a whoever that director is. Giovanni Esposito Aceto Varanza. I think that's the Stop guy the that poop. Isn't that the guy who plays Gus on uh, Breaking Bad? <laughs> Possibly. So uh, Worm Plotskin basically uh, has a duel with one of the apes because he wants to save, you know, the blonde lady from getting raped again. I mean, she's already been raped once in this movie. It's true. <laughs> and she is so happy that he uh, saved her that she has sex with him. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, okay. Like, that kind of makes sense. But also, I think uh, you'd think she'd want to be like, I don't want any more human contact. <laughs> I just need a minute to gather my thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, just give me a second to breathe without someone's chest on mine. But, but Brendan, she's in love, as we'll find out later. Love it first. Oh, and the love story is very well written. (laughs) Uh, So Big Ape, at this point, is furious because he uh, tortured a Yurak who said that uh, the the blonde lady is fertile because that was the lie that uh, Worm Plotskin told them earlier. Right. But... But Shorty says, no, no, it was probably a lie he told them earlier, having no knowledge of what actually happened. And he says, I know where the actual fertile woman is, which, you know, to quote Adam Sandler, would have been uh, (laughs) would have been more beneficial to hear yesterday. And they go off to find the fertile lady. Yes, they do. By the way, does Worm Plotskin actually think the blonde lady is the fertile lady? Like, I don't know. I thought he did. I I was under that impression, and then yeah. I 100% at this point thought uh, Shorty was going to lead lead Big Ape into a trap, like lead him into a volcano or something, and then be like, all right, let's get away. <laughs> to throw a ring in? <laughs> but instead, Big Ape followed them like they were bunches of bananas. Yeah. 
By the way, he's an ape living in New York. What was in a post-apocalyptic world? What's the last time he had a goddamn banana? Is Nathan still there? Oh, there you are. I'm still here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you take a pee break? Nathan tapped out. <laughs> Lots good. Nathan went to go hang out with the monkeys. All this talk about bananas. I'm going to go check on Montrose. I'm just listening and trying to make sense of my notes and realizing, nope, that is that is what happened in the movie. Well, yep. here's what happens. Yep. They finally, Fuck. after seeing the remnants of the, of the Willow genocide... Uh, they break into a professor's office who we've never met, we've never heard of. This is the first time ever, and Shorty has this very emotional breakdown over oh. seeing his best friend die. Again, we don't know who this is. <laughs> this is the guy who's been feeding the sewer willows. Come on. <laughs> but he, his, the professor's daughter is the fertile woman, and she is in a glass case, much like Sleeping Beauty. And the reason I say Sleeping Beauty is because there is a line in this movie that says, it is like Sleeping Beauty. Now, is it a glass case of emotion? <laughs> no, because she is catatonic. Right, okay. <laughs> she has been on life support her entire life, almost her entire life, as they say, which... I'm going to go ahead and say if she's been, like, quietly on life support her entire life when they wake her up, so she's going to have the mentality of, like, a four-year-old? Oh, my God. the fact that... uh, But she's the only fertile woman? uh, This is... The story is, like... Chapter two of the story is about to get weirder. um, (laughs) Yes. Anything involving her and Big Ape from this point is going to get... Oh, my God. Not not so good. (laughs) By the way, and then this is where... uh, are not split. What are you guys calling him? Slug Pluskin? No. Wor- worm, worm Plotskin. <laughs> worm Plotskin. Gosh, you and Brandon. I know. Hey! Worm, <laughs> <laughs> worm Plotskin, I think, is trying to sabotage the Confederacy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so go, Big Ape, go on. we find out her name is Melissa, and Big Ape is immediately like, I want to put my seed in her. <laughs> as as one is wanting to do but usually keeps it internal monologue but nathan nathan i've got a question for you do you um so you know melissa's there under the under the in the glass case and when they ask uh well how are they planning to get her out of here how how did they plan to get her out of there nathan they they get a vista cruiser holiday road <laughs> yeah Literally a car under a tarp. <laughs> it runs beautifully and it's full of gas. Where are you where, testing it yes, out? Where have you been and driving how it? Did you get they it just into, do donuts in the office. How did you get it into that cave? Well, they backed it in there before the apocalypse. And you know what? It's fine because, remember, gas is not in any sort of shortage whatsoever. Yeah, this is not a Mad yeah. Max situation. No, there's flamethrowers and cars and everything. This is everything Mad Max except the gas shortage. Yeah, by the way, keep this in mind, guys. This takes place in 2019, <gasps> so that Vista Cruiser is 50 years old. If you're going to escape, escape in a classic. This is happening right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So they make the, the, the dumbest decision of this whole movie. So they're like, okay, oh we need, God. We need oh to God. go get yes. some reinforcements for this car so we can drive out. It's going to be very dangerous. Okay, someone needs to stay behind and guard Melissa. Who would be the best candidate? Hmm, I know. How about Big Ape? 
Or well, he does seem to have the least amount of fighting. Or skills. as we'll know him after the scene, big rape. There you go. <laughs> wait, wait, and, and then the decision is made of wait. I don't, I don't trust. I don't trust Big Ape with uh, the corpse. Blonde chick, why don't you stay behind and watch him? Yeah, I was him? just gonna say what? Why? Yeah, I was just gonna say we better leave someone else just as strong to watch him. Yeah. Blonde lady. Look, 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 blonde chick. What you need to do is you need to drain his seed out of him immediately, right? Before he gets to Melissa. Yeah. So as soon as they leave, literally moment one, Big Ape fucking forearm smashes blonde lady in the back of the neck. Just clubs her. Just clubs her like a caveman. And I'm assuming has his way with Melissa. By the way, I I was half expecting them to like back up in the Vista Cruiser and be like, oh man, I forgot to grab some tow rope. Can you guys... What the fuck is going on? I turned my back for 20 seconds and this is what happens? Oh my god, it's just a scene... Put your pants back on! It's just like a five minute scene of where you don't see anything, but you just see them and like them describing what's happening. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Big Ape is pulling oh his pants god. down He's just bent over her thrusting Can you at least stop? We're watching his I know, Big Ape right when you watch everything. It looks like bunches of bananas <laughs> <laughs> By the way, so Big Ape has opened the hyperbolic chamber now she's So dead. she's tainted, right? Yeah, she's absolutely tainted She's got the radiation now <laughs> Steve, you said taint Taint <laughs> Tainted uh, they they go to get the steel from the junkyard, of course, and <laughs> Shorty, again, the distraction thing, I'll distract them while you get the steel. Shorty <laughs> runs off, They the Urax corner him, and then he does the stupid bastards, ah, kills himself. Kills himself with a screw to like his gut, and he instantly dies. Yeah. Yeah, I love how the Urex are like just surrounding him, like, "Hey, tell us where the other guys are." And he's like, okay. "Stupid bastard!" And so he's like, "Whoa, whoa, calm down!" But oh, oh, fuck, he's dead. Well, he was the last of the sewer willows. Now what are we gonna? We were do? gonna research him. Or we were something. at least gonna race him. Yeah, it's not his fault he wasn't a little kid. <laughs> all right, call off midget tossing. <laughs> uh, all right, Elisa. <laughs> uh, so. Worm, Plotskin, and Bert return with the steel. And Big Ape just kind of slinks out of the tent to where Melissa was. <laughs> and the most perplexing part of this is that they're like, they talk to the blonde lady. They're like, hey, did anything happen? And she's like, no, it's fine. I, I assume that was because after he had come to completion, she was starting to wake up and Big Ape was basically like, look, if you tell anybody, I'll kill you all. Fair. <laughs> fair but yeah also they keep cutting back menacingly to like the tents like it cuts back and forth between Bert doing all the work and nobody helping him and cutting back to the tent and I'm like so did he like split her in half like are we gonna open this up (laughs) I would have loved if they had gone in and she had already given birth to like a monkey human hybrid Right? Or it was like alien, like she's like like getting pregnant as they watch. This, yeah. is, a, this is the Prometheus we needed. <laughs> oh. So, so yeah, it's deserves. time to try to drive out of here, guys. Yes. So they got the steel, they got the car with the steel, they put Melissa in the back. It's still in her chamber, which again, like Izzy said, I'm pretty sure she's yeah. contaminated now. 
And uh, oh, yeah. oh, she's for sure contaminated at this point. <laughs> yeah. Inside and they out. They have the chance to oh. abandon Big Ape. And, or, sorry, his name now is Big Rape. They have the chance not to abandon him, and they choose not to. Dumb mistake. Mm. No. I'm just saying. No. It, 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 no. He, he he helped out later on. I mean, yeah, yeah he's a but boomerang it, sword. But they were lucky that uh, he got killed because he would have been bad bad news later on. <laughs> right. uh, now, as they're getting away, they have to crash a checkpoint. Is it not the <laughs> shittiest checkpoint in the history of checkpoints? It's literally a tower. Uh, oh, the balsa wood checkpoint. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. There was one we. We were watching a James Bond movie the other day. I think it was Thunderball. And yeah, it was basically like, oh no, there's tire spikes. Let's just go through the balsa wood security thing. Right? <laughs> yep, that was pretty easy. We did it in a BMW or something. I also love how they carefully drive around the spikes. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. The slowest fucking driving scene ever. Yeah. <laughs> so that, I've seen faster driving and driving Miss Daisy. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Mr. A, Bobby Honkin. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know nothing about birth and no baby. Oh wait, that's a different movie. That's that's a different racist movie. So anyway. Race, race. Um, oh shit, what's going on? Yeah, Big Ape, like, uh, Big Rape, uh, throws his sword and cuts off a bunch of Urax heads, which is a pretty Look cool... like a boomerang. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I love how easily their heads came off. Yeah, I love how it didn't lose any force whatsoever. No. It was made out of space uh, space steel. <laughs> Rocket Unobtainium. Boomerang Unobtainium, there you go. <laughs> Viper. Or was it? Uh, vi- vibranium. vibranium. There you go. Wakanda forever. <laughs> oh my god. This movie should have had Big Ape saying Wakanda forever. Oh my god. <laughs> what a twist that would have been. The Italians are like, what are you talking about? Marvel. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Hashtag too soon. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening? Um, so they finally escape by driving out, but we've got one more shocking twist, folks. Bert is a cyborg. It's, it's not a twist. We remember we yeah. talked about how we figured that out. Um, like half a movie ago. No, it's a twist. I actually did not figure it out. I'm not going to lie. Well, that's, you know. You know what? Go fuck yourself, Steve Lady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they, they, they mentioned that, like, you know, earlier when the shrill sound happened, he didn't cover his ears. So basically, uh, Worm Plotskin is like, we're going to fight to the death now. Jesus. Well, I think, I think Bert was going to kill them. But I don't know what his yeah, end game is. Like they're all getting a no, seat no, okay. on the plane, so why would he kill them? I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll fill you in on it because Izzy kind of had the same kind of okay. question too. Okay. What it was is him and F. Murray Pollock were basically sent to tag along with him, and basically like once the woman is you know the the breeding woman is found, and they get out of the city, and they basically Worm Plotskin is out lived his usefulness. He's to kill them and bring the woman back to the new confederacies to run experiments, tying up all the loose ends. Okay. So you're saying that the confederacy are a bunch of evil people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, uh, as Steve pointed out, when they're, like, driving away in the car, uh, 
the plotskin goes, uh, so I guess mission completed. And Cyborg Guy turns to him and goes, almost. Yeah. And that's when he stops the car and they have their death fight. Yeah, which, in which he stabs and kills Blonde... Well, not yet, but he stabs Blonde Lady. Yeah. And I honestly don't know her name because I think when they said it, they were like, Galarayaya. It's Giada. Okay. Giada. Thank you. The super like, like Giada De Laurentiis is the only reason I know that. <laughs> uh, but um, so in this, uh, it's a, it's a it's a pretty bad fight scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not no. great. Bert gets killed because he hits him in the head with a rock, and it makes the sound like meow. Yeah, it's like a Tweety Bird <laughs> smash to the head. Yep. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, this is our last clip we're gonna play because we have to listen to. Uh, blonde lady's dying speech. Oh my her god. Last words. Yeah. You're welcome, America. Me too. For you. Like Big Hit? No. Not you, Giada. A helicopter's coming. You'll see. You'll make it. I already have. Like Big Hit? Long ago, a small step for man, a giant leap for mankind. Do you know what that leap is? Love. For you. For us. For mankind. It has to live on. Why, Giada? Why? We destroyed the world. Kill billions of people. And we still do. Kiss me now. <laughs> Kiss me with love. <laughs> Wait for it. Life is love. <laughs> All right, my love. You win. Man somehow gets it together again. It's because your love will it. (laughs) Oh my god, that was so touching. God. They're they're in love, huh? My note <laughs> for this was moon landing love. What the hell is this? <laughs> moon landing wasn't about science or math or man conquering the universe. It was about love. That's right. Oh. It was about love between, oh, I don't know, spoiler alert for first man, but uh, between Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. Oh, oh, they were massively in love and society just wasn't ready for but it. But Izzy... Kiss me with love. Yep, I say that. I say that every day. Hey, babe. Steve, kiss me with love. No, you're getting weird. All right. You're smothering me. All right, g- gentlemen. I, I'm sorry. I have to step in here because we forgot a very important part of the wrapping up of this movie slightly before this, where he was like, uh, where he's like, yeah, I knew Big Ape was gonna rape Giada the whole time. That's why I left him there. And uh, it's like, oh, 
Oh, okay, so you know he's going to open up the case, expose her to the radiation, thereby yeah. killing the human race. Okay, great plan because there, buddy. Because he thinks the human race shouldn't breed. He thinks the human race is yeah. not fit to live past this generation. So now after this uh, death confession, he's like, yeah. man, I am an asshole. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you'll... Well, I thought, I thought um, that he's under the impression that she will have a child because he says, I hope Big Ape Seed is as fertile as he says or whatever he says. Well, 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 that's just, that's just it, it's and, that, and that's why it doesn't make sense. What? No, but it still does because they're not going to be a race of regular humans, which is what the Confederacy wants. They're going to be a race of ape men. <gasps> Talking ape men who take over the world. Oh my God! This is Land how it happens. The apes! You blew it up. <laughs> you yeah. Bastards. When they shoot. So, like, spoiler alert. We're going to go forward. They're going to have a rocket. They just landed back on Earth, but at a different time. Oh with ape seed guys we gotta get to the last scene in this movie so because he's gotta ape go back seed. to alaska that is, that is a shirt <laughs> hashtag ape seed. hashtag ape seed. uh let's not make a big rape shirt though that's not okay no, good. <laughs> no ape seed is much much more uh politically correct yeah no, if you're gonna make something with the word big rape on it you want to put it on like a phone case <laughs> Well, those foam fingers, number one. <laughs> well, you want a phone case because you carry that with you every day. You can only wear a shirt once or twice before it's got to go back in the laundry. Right? Once or twice, you fucking hippies. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I don't understand the male uh, the male hygiene practices. You can only wear it for a month at a time. Yeah, that only applies to jeans. <laughs> <laughs> what about jean shirts? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You wash your jeans once a month? Classy guys up in Canada. <laughs> Bloody duh. He doesn't speak for both of us, m'lady. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, skirts, whatever. Your your lower garments. All right, last scene in this movie, guys. We're almost there. <laughs> so, uh, Worm Plotskin meets up with the president, and we learn another kind of twist is that his seat on the plane uh, was never available. He's actually taking the president's seat on the plane because the president is dying. Which I don't understand because I thought the president uh, told Bert to kill him at the end of that mission, so it doesn't really make sense, but whatever. <laughs> no, the president t didn't tell Bert to kill him. I think uh, it's there's probably some sort of uh, plot between like the Secretary of Defense or whatever. Haven't Ooh, you the seen vice it? president. Haven't you guys seen an action movie? Geostorm! Or the Speaker of the House. Yeah. It's always the it Speaker of the House. Nobody would suspect him. Everybody suspects the vice president. It's yeah. always third in the chain. If Ed Harris was in this movie, we'd all know who the villain was. Right? Yes. It's a, oh it's a, my god, you know, Ed Harris Ed Harris plays. is the one who gave him the, the directions. Ed, He's off screen the whole time. Guys, Ed Harris as the head of the Euro. <gasps> oh, I thought you were say Ed Harris as Big Ape. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's obviously Jason Momoa. We can't hide that moneymaker under ape, uh, ape makeup? Come on. Right. <laughs> and Jason Momoa is already hairy all over. He takes the president's seat on the plane. <laughs> And then they're like, okay, so here's Melissa. She's going to wake up. It's your job. you got to tell her what happened in the last 20 years. Okay, cool. Have fun. Why? Why does she need to know that? Also, is he going to wash his face before he tells her? <laughs> or before he gets on the spaceship going to another planet? Are they going to sterilize him at all? The movie ends with him looking at Melissa as she wakes up, does like a Mona Lisa smile, credits. <sighs> By the way, mentality of a four-year-old. She's want, gonna want a juice box and her daddy. <laughs> well, she's got her daddy now. Juice box and her daddy sounds like a really inappropriate porno. 
<laughs> First thing she's going to say is, are the Monchichis still a thing? Right. <laughs> oh. You know, unbeknownst to her, though, they're going to be because she's going to birth the first one. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's the Eve of the Monchichis. Monchichis. There's, there's a shirt. Right? Uh, so... This is the end of the film. Uh, Steve and Izzy, would you recommend people watch this? Yes. Absolutely. Buy the Blu-ray. If it exists, which I'm sure it doesn't. It does. Let's get this in HD. It's it does. Oh, God. Coming next week. Uh, Nathan? <laughs> oh, yes. But only because you cannot just say, you know what? They're just making shit up on their podcast now. Uh, their podcast now. There's, they're just <laughs> saying random things. None of this stuff happened. You have to see it to believe it. We're not making <laughs> any of this up. Nope. Uh, From the sewer shire to big rape, everything really happened in this movie. And I am going to <laughs> join in. I'm going to succumb to the peer pressure and say, absolutely watch this maniac's vision of the future. <laughs> All right, so where does it match up with the BFI Top 100? I, I believe this was number 74 on the Italian BFI. The Italian IFI, British Film Institute? The, yeah, the IFI yeah. Top 100. Uh, what does that match up with? Is it like Black Narcissist or something? Or Goldfinger? So we're going to take a nope. break. <laughs> and we will be right, right back. What were they? Nathan. Mm, yes, Brendan. 2019 is one crazy year. It certainly is, as evidenced by uh, the fall of New York. With big apes, mm-hmm. people in chambers. Yep. But, I mean, having said all that, I. You know what I really want in 2019? No, oh, what's that? I want money. Oh, everyone wants financial stability. I want money for listening to podcasts. Well, you know what, Brendan? What? I'm going to tell you. The PodCoin app? Yeah? That's going to pay you to listen to podcasts and every podcast. All I have to do is listen to a podcast and I get money? Yes, the podcast player that pays. So you're telling me if I have an Android or I go in the Apple Store, I can find the PodCoin app, download it, Mm -hmm. and... Just listen to podcasts, get money. I get to exchange it for, like, gift cards and shit. Yep. Or if you're feeling philanthropic, because mm-hmm. that's a word. It is. Uh, you can actually uh, donate your uh, PodCoin claims to charity. Now, is there any way uh, people who are fans of this podcast, listeners out there, can benefit from being a listener and also signing up for PodCoin? Well, yeah, if you go on and you sign up and you use our super secret fancy code WWTTPD, so that's the What Were They Thinking Police Department, you'll get 300 pod coins just for signing up with the code. That's 300 pod coins for signing up with the code WWTTPD. And I believe if you've already signed up, you can also go into the PodCoin app and add that code. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know what people are, uh, you know, sitting around for. Do it now. It's win freaking win, baby. Do it. Do it. One of us. One of us. Google gobble. Google gobble. Podcoin. What were they thinking? And we are back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of this podcast. <laughs> she said it. <laughs> and the tea is done. Uh, uh, Nathan? Uh, yes, Brennan? Steven and Izzy Lady? Hello. Hello. I think it's time we get a little bit poetic. Yes, it's time for the low haiku. 17 syllables to break down the movie we just watched. Hmm. Now, as our guests, uh, Stephen or Izzy, would one of you like to go first? Oh, well, thank you, gentlemen. I have a little uh, haiku here for you. It's the end of days. Women have no fertility. This movie was rough. (laughs) Good lord. (laughs) Stephen, go ahead. 2019. Mad Max escapes from New York. Big ape rape that chick. Such a concise <laughs> breakdown and social commentary about what the the film really represented. <clears throat> so mine, I was a little confused when I wrote it. What did I just watch? Not so sure what happened there. Monkeys, kinda, huh? <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure what happened there either, but Nathan, Nathan, give us your low haiku. Ah, yes. 2019. Dopo la codita di New York. Yeah, this was ripoff. Bravo, bravo, prego. And direct Oh, oh. God damn. And I just made a mess, guys. I'll be right back. <laughs> Super excited about this movie. Uh, I just really love Japanese poetry. <laughs> well, Nathan and guests. <laughs> I've forgotten your names. Nathan and others. Um, Nathan and others. We uh, we talked about this movie. We kind of had our opinions. But what do we always say, Nathan? What we always say... Don't take a word for us. Well, this is another situation where there are, I don't believe, any critics' reviews. One. There's one. 
This movie has uh, a critic's rating on Rotten Tomatoes of not applicable. <laughs> yep. And an audience rating of an astoundingly high 59%. I feel that that 59% is mostly people going, oh my god, that was the best. <laughs> uh, but we do have some lovely reviews from our audience members. Actually, if you want to read the one critics one, we can do that. What, what, what does that person say? It's from Scott Weinberg from DVD Talk. Because as... As I said to Steve earlier, it was released on uh, DVD and I believe Blu-ray as well. Uh, He says it's unquestionably bad, but fans of the genre will have a good time. Izzy, would you like to rate that review? I feel like that review uh, was pretty honest. I think he knew exactly what kind of film that was and the kind of people who were going to enjoy it. So I'm going to give him seven thumbs up. Okay, awesome. You know, Um, I think the 41% of audience that like negatively reviewed it were probably just disappointed because there weren't any breasts. No gratuitous boobies. (laughs) That was actually a letdown. I mean, why do you watch Italian... Sci-fi movies, if not for the breasts. I wanted to see some monkey titties. There were no monkey titties. There were no mutant titties. Come on, what kind of film is this? There weren't even horse titties. So this audience review, uh, this is a two-star review. It says, out of all the post-apocalyptia that came about in the wake of Mad Max and Escape from New York, 2019 is one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Not, not on wrong. <laughs> Again, I do feel like this reviewer at least saw the film and knew what he was talking about. I don't necessarily agree with him, but he is entitled uh, to his own wrong opinion. How, how do you know if they watch it, though? It's basically just like, yeah, this is one of them. All right, so it, some of these reviews, <laughs> the reviewers don't even seem... They seem to be on their own just like weird random diatribe and personal like fight. This guy at least knows the film exists, and he is correct about that. Well, Simon P., he gave it three stars and writes spaghetti trash version of Escape from New York with hints of Road Warrior and Hell Comes to Frogtown, an '80s gem. Wait, Hell came to Frog, Hell Comes to Frogtown was like '87, '88, right? What? Also, Children of Men. Was oh like yeah, like 2006 or something. something. Yeah. So. Yeah, right, this. So. This reviewer is try- not comparing it to the time it came out. He's comparing it now to, like, all modern cinema. And I'm sorry, it's not going to be a dark night, which I'm sure is the only thing this guy likes, because he's that sort of dude. So this reviewer gets, like, a half a star. Bullshit. But half a star wow. for effort for even learning how to type. I like how the first reviewer got thumbs up, but the <laughs> yeah. second reviewer got a star Yeah, I give him rating. two hater slippers. <laughs> Uh, I've got I've got a couple of real quick ones here. Uh, this one just says it's a four star review, and it was written in March of 2018, and it says review coming soon. <laughs> Some somewhat clever. I assume he's waiting until 2019 after the fall of New York to review the movie of said name. Oh, is he gonna? Not you think probably. he's gonna do he his review based on its timeline accuracy? Oh my god! Do you think this guy's gonna plan an attack? He's going to turn into an ape and rape a gal in a, uh, in a chamber. So Izzy's rating is a 10 out of 10. Got it. <laughs> uh, 
And then the other one I wanted to read real quick is a very uh, short one. It's five stars. The mother, all all capital letters, the mother of all parentheses gay end parentheses films. Oh, all right. Okay. I yep. like that he gave so it. So the mother of all gay f- films. Five stars, but I gotta say I'm not into the hate speech. He's you. I think he's using a gay as a derogatory term here. Or. Perhaps gay is in a good time. It's true, but the characters really aren't that like joyful and gay. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's that is true. And there's probably a lot of sword fighting, quote unquote, going on in a post-apocalyptic world where, oh, definitely. Yeah. where let's face it, uh, what was the chick for the Flowers. flower or whatever? Like she's apparently a get. She's flower. a trophy. Yeah, I mean, Mwah. yeah, there may be a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of undertones going on. A lot of yeah. old up dudes and just. This guy yeah. gets a full star because at least he gave a rating, <laughs> but minus point, definitely minus G- points. Gets a, a, a full star out of two thumbs up. I mean, up. as high as you can go, I think is like ten thumbs up. <laughs> okay. Nathan, you got anything well, else? I, I do. Uh, Milo, or Milu, oh. because there's an umlaut. Oh my god, I thought you were going to say Milos. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be great? Ooh, ooh! <laughs> <laughs> there's no Gagino, so there's no Milos. <laughs> uh, he gave this movie a three and a half star rating, and I feel that he was pretty easily pleased by it because he writes, Flamethrower and post-apocalypse? I'm there! <laughs> and then he fell asleep because he climaxed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Izzy, what, what's your rating? Uh, you know what? He can have three stars. Yeah, say you do love flamethrowers. You know, <laughs> maybe bump it up to three and a half. I've got one more, and then I've got a quick note here from a very long review that I don't want to read. But the one more quick one is uh, a post-apocalyptic must-see one star. Is he? You know, I feel like this is an incomplete thought for him, so he doesn't get a rating because I'm going to give it an incomplete thought. Oh, shit. Not even worth my time. My worst review ever. The greatest movie ever made. Six stars. <laughs> the last one I want to the last one I want to uh, just mention it's not it's not a review but or it's from someone's review but apparently <laughs> when you uh, purchase this film on the on the on DVD um, the back of the DVD box is just riddled with typos <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I just wanted to mention that Nathan you got any more um okay <laughs> Richard B. Uh, I think this is my last one. Is he a super reviewer? Um, it, no, I don't think he's a super reviewer. Oh, he's damn. just a reviewer. And uh, I feel he's part Canadian. Oh. Because he writes, As far as low-budget Italian post-apocalypse <laughs> movies go, it's not that bad. Wait, okay. Richard B., you said? Four stars. Four stars. You say Richard B. was the guy's name? Richard B. Holy shit, that's Richard Bachman. <laughs> no, he's uh, people call him Dick for short, so he's DB. Dick Bachman, <laughs> real DB, Dick bag, douchebag. But the reason why I feel like he's Canadian is because for something that's you know not that bad, yeah. he <laughs> gave it four fucking stars. 
I don't want them to feel bad. <laughs> they they tried their hardest, eh? So I'm gonna give I, them I four give that, stars. I give that yeah. review five maple leaves. <laughs> well, uh, we've come to the end, so I want to quickly before we start uh, plugging everything, <laughs> like <laughs> le- much like Big Ape. Um, <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible. Cut that from the show. Uh, Keep before we start uncensored. I probably will. Before we start uh, plugging everything, I I guess I have to drop you uh, drop you a clue, Nathan, for our next movie. Yeah, you know, just a little tidbit, right? Something that tells everyone to guess what we're going to be doing next. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. So here's your clue. So just a little tidbit, a snippet, if you will, some words. I am going to eat your face like you was bunches of bananas. Just give us the goddamn clue. Why? Okay. All right. Anyway, so here we go. Your clue is... Old blue eyes. That's it. Okay. But, uh... Now, I believe, uh... Your simian friend... Okay, is Montrose Jr.... Out of the room. Yes. Yes. Okay. The damn monkey better out? be out of my house, Steve. <laughs> I mean, Montrose Monkeyton. One job. <laughs> make your entrance. Hello, it's your good friend Montrose Monkeyton the third here, and I uh, just, uh, even though it's associated with a film uh, that uh, was clearly uh, anti-apist. Uh, yeah. Oh, apes. I mean, it would be apes. They're, 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 they're apists. Yeah. Yes. They're anti ape. They're go. terrible, terrible people. We, I don't wear a pirate shirt that the color of a squashed mandarin. Not every day. D- never. I oh. would not make such a fashion Sorry. faux pas. Anyhow, uh, I am inviting everyone to, to come and see my uh, YouTube channel, Montrose Monkington TV. Uh, you can also follow me on Facebook, uh, Montrose Monkington Third Esquire and Friends. And you can also uh, you know follow me on Twitter, at Montrose Third. That's the number 3RD. Uh, and, and just, just keep... Uh, keep abreast with the goings-on of a small British chimp living in Canada. Thank you! More later. You said breast. I... Uh, you know I I'm taking my leave of you. You are just the worst kind of person. Oh, uh, uh Montrose, sorry. Uh, just since you're here, I also wanted to kind of plug our show coming up. Uh, speaking of horribly apist movies, movies... Um, mm-hmm. over April and May, we'll be reviewing some, uh, incredible simian movies, uh, during April and May. Not Monk May? Not Monk May. <laughs> uh, on everything I learned from movies, and I would really like, uh, li- like an ape's point of view of these, uh, oh, so, so movies. Y- you'll be reviewing, um, um, fantastic films, not slightly, like King Kong or Ma- Mighty Joe Young, uh, or, or the, the, well, the I mean, Planet of the... We, we, Planet of the Apes remakes. Well, we already did the the Planet of the Apes ones, uh, the older ones. Uh, we did Mighty Joe Young. No, no, the newer ones, uh, the good ones. No, well, with Caesar. No, we'll be doing more like, uh, well, Mistress of the Apes is coming up. Um, we might be doing Congo, uh, Ed. Oh my God, about the incredible baseball playing monkey. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, ape, ape. Um, Oh, gosh, there's others. Uh, Monkey Shines. Monkey Trouble. Monkey Trouble. Uh, Dunstan Checks In. Every Which Way But Loose. You know, um, all, all those incredible cinemas. 
films. Definitely not ape exploitation films. No, 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 not even a bit. I hope you contract syphilis from a restroom toilet. <laughs> that is no way to talk about your friends, Montrose. No! Oh, shit, where'd he go? Hey! God damn it, Steve, get the monkey out of my living room! Baby, you need to check those handcuffs. <laughs> what? As, <laughs> as I was saying to Father, that's why I was talking about Steve like that. Mm, very well. Look, look, Montrose, just, just stay back, stay back, alright? Just don't, no, no, no. He must be a gentleman at all times. A gentle ape, as it were. You know, Father, you sound more and more like the Sheriff of Nottingham from <laughs> Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, every I'll time I'll cut I your heart out with a spoon! Oh, why a spoon? Why not a, what, an axe or It's a dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. Hmm, makes sense. More later. Steve, keep that monkey away from my spoons. Babe, babe. Oh, right. We're, we're going to keep him in the backyard. Keep that goddamn monkey out of my house. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Steve, where can we find our show? Well, you can find us uh, on Podcoin, as mentioned earlier, with the What Were They Thinking Police Department. Um... <laughs> But yeah, we're on all the podcatchers under Everything I Learned From Movies. Um, our homepage is eilfm.podbean.com. Um, and of course, you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at eilfmovies. That's Everything I Learned From Movies. Uh, my lovely wife, Izzy, also makes some incredible art at her Etsy page, untidyvenus.etsy.com. Uh, That's like a, a goddess. goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Um <laughs> Etsy.com. And not untidypenis.blogspot.org. Nope. No, that's for my that's for me and uh, Miranda to share. Miranda? Uh, Mariah, I'm sorry, Mariah, Mariah. Miranda me, and Brandon. That's for me and Mariah to share private pictures back and forth that is not for the public. Yeah. Is that a Mariah's giant cock? <laughs> Even yeah. though it's a public yeah. blogspot account. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're just you're not supposed to air that oh, shit oh sorry don't go to that site there we go <laughs> don't go to that site untidypenis.blogspot.org well okay we got other plugs you can also find us on all the podcatchers what were they thinking we're on itunes podbean uh stitcher spotify all that stuff find us on twitter and instagram at wwtt podcast search for us on patreon uh patreon.com slash wwtt podcast we are on the red bubble uh we are everywhere we have shirts we have mugs all that good stuff um yeah and am i leaving anything out i don't Buy oh, shirt. we're on Facebook. Search What Were They Thinking on Facebook. We're on there as well. We also have a Facebook group, What Were They Thinking Interactive, where you can talk to us and uh, tell us how you don't think this movie existed, even though it totally does, guys. It totally does. Um, totally does. But having said all of that, thank you, Steve and Izzy, for being 17-time uh, guests on the show. I'm assuming. <laughs> well, thank you. you for having us. Thank you for allowing us to become repeat. Yeah, fingers. I'm assuming. I didn't count. I think, it, honestly, if we're talking Legitskis, I think this is like your seventh appearance. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and you've been on ours, uh, yeah, probably eight or nine times, about yeah, the same. Or and... 35, somewhere between yeah. nine and 35. <laughs> so, uh, Nathan. Yes, Brendan. I have questions. Oh, well, please. Uh, proceed. I will try to answer them as best as possible. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you can, but I. But I mean, give it the old college try. But in, okay. in a movie where 
there are, I mean, like you said, community theater, half monkey, half human hybrids dressed like pirates. Mm-hmm. In a movie where <laughs> New York looks as gorgeous as it always does. Right. In a movie where they have a character like Jazzman Crothers who does not get used nearly enough. Uh-huh. In a movie where, I mean, every film is ripped off, <laughs> including future ones. Mm-hmm. And I could go on like this for another hour, so I will. Please don't, because I may have a stroke. In a movie where... <laughs> but it, having said all of that, mm-hmm. I have to know. Okay. What were they smoking? It's time, let's check our cue, baby. Pair it with a couple brews, baby. We love your movies. We love the bad ones, too. So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you. Oh, yeah. Banner, 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 banner. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-life plot holes and gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy With your friend Steven Izzy At eilfm.podbean.com